Hello. You're turning into the first Main Street Mesa breaking news alert. Today is February 2nd, 2023. My name is Ryan Wozniak, and I'm bringing to you information about Senate Bill 1122. It's a transportation tax. The background and the history that you need to understand before this news break is what I'm about to try to break down for you. Maricopa Association of Governments, MAG, is the regional transportation authority playing a critical role for coordinating regional cities, towns, and the county officials and other stakeholders to develop and administer a regional tax plan. MAG underwent an extensive outreach process back in the winter of 2022 and carried on into the winter of 2021, maybe even a little bit further. And this was all part of the MAG Momentum Plan, which is documented at MAG's website, ourmomentumplan.com. This plan attempts to develop an investment strategy to serve transportation needs and goals for the next 20 years. The county, Maricopa County, has benefited from these types of plans and tax authority since 1985, back when it was known as Prop 300. The county has since relied on funding from Prop 300 since 1985 and Prop 400 since 2004 to build out the region's transportation system. Maricopa County, by state law, is the only county in Arizona that is mandated to have the tax authority and accompanying investment strategy approved by voters. MAG and Arizona legislatures did their part to meet this mandate and was prepared to hear from the voters on this Prop 400 extension. However, Governor Ducey took an unprecedented step in vetoing the legal authority that would allow this action to proceed to the voters in the summer of 2022. They were hoping to be on the ballot in November 2022. Therefore, the opportunity for voters to determine their own fate when it comes to our transportation system was denied. The existing tax authority, Prop 400, that provides local funding for essential matching and assessing or accessing USDOT federal transportation tax revenues is set to expire in December 2025. With the newly elected Governor Hobbs, some expected the previous version of Prop 400 extension would go back to Hobbs for a simple approval. However, State Senator Farnsworth has other plans that are undermining the previously planned efforts taken by MAG, developed in the MAG Momentum Plan, and he's claiming that these processes were deficient and that the state bill will go through a superior process with the chance of being developed into a more robust discussion. And this all claimed, regardless of having an outreach plan of any kind. Now for the breaking news. On February 1st, I reviewed the Senate bill's text, 1122. And I am really alarmed by its aims and the rhetoric that I'm hearing transpiring around it. This year's Senate bill, 1122, furthers the Transportation Sales Tax Authority for Maricopa County at level planned, but it revises allocations for expenditure of the tax revenues. There's other amendments regarding procedural issues and who's represented. And while those are regrettable, they're less alarming. So I'm going to stick to the most egregious aspects of this bill. The mix of transportation investments Senate Bill 1122 prescribes is as follows. 80% of funding to highways, 15% to arterial streets, 5% for bus transit, and it clearly forbids funding for rail transit. 
This would have grave implications for the planned streetcar extension in Mesa or any future light rail extensions in Phoenix to Glendale. It eliminates the authority for standalone bike pad infrastructure. It cuts the administrative contributions to MAG in half from what was planned to be $5 million to $2.5 million. And there's no mention for program investments at MAG, which may reflect why the administrative budget has been cut so drastically. This cultivates an unhealthy policy landscape that disadvantages our region for having the flexibility to optimize for USDOT funding, where the goals of the bipartisan infrastructure law are clearly different from the funding goals that are expressed in SB 20 or 1122. So when this bill would structurally disadvantage our reason from accessing those tax dollars from Washington, D.C., clearly isn't as responsible with taxpayer dollars as the supporters of the Senate Transportation Committee would have you believe. I've provided a comparison in a written version of this update, side-by-side a pie chart for Senate Bill 1122 with the MAG Momentum Proposal. The MAG Momentum Proposal, by comparison, has a little more than 50% of the funding going to freeways, highways, and arterials, whereas the structure of Senate Bill 11 investment structure would provide 95% going to those costs. So again, contrast, a little more than 50% in MAG Momentum to 95% in Senate Bill 1122. This provides the transit roughly comes to about 35, 30% perhaps on the mag momentum where that's inclusive of rail and other transit opportunities versus Senate Bill 1122 providing 5% and excluding rail. Unprescribed within Senate Bill 1122 is a list of programs that help MAG stay competitive or help our region stay competitive when accessing federal dollars. So things like an active transportation set aside, air quality, arterial intersections and rehabilitations and and the types of technological advancements that would help vehicle-to-vehicle EV technologies clear set aside for safety so that the region can continue to stay on the same path and speak the same language when it comes to safe systems for our transportation. The programming and the the effort that goes into keeping all that coordinated, not prescribed. And then travel to demand management, which goes a long way to helping coordinate alternative forms of transportation from the car for those who have either a desire from an environmental, social, or economical lens for the reasons why they would like to transition away from car dependency, uh, there would not be any provided any assistance, whereas the TDM, Travel Demand Management Expansion, portion of the program investments at MAG would help. Moving on. The Senate Committee meeting is provided in a video from January 30th, 2023. And in it, 
I noticed that there's a voicing of support coming from the Arizona Free Enterprise Club. I find that this testimony offered some assessments that are misjudgment and unfair to Mag, expressing that Mag's intention was to put forth an anti-personal vehicle objective and punishing people rational and free choices. So, these types of comments, if they're resonating with the senators, is unfortunate. This is a classic confusion of supply and demand. It's no more to suggest that people choose their car ownership more than they choose to breathe mostly nitrogen gas in the atmosphere. Yes, nitrogen gas makes up 75% of the air around you. Do you choose to breathe that? Is that really what you're choosing? Or is that just in supply? And therefore, what you're breathing? Because it's there. Just because something is in high supply and comes with every breath doesn't mean it's healthy for what what we're breathing for. And mobility options are very much akin to this. Just because a car unlocks a lot of our mobility freedom in this landscape as it is, doesn't mean that we have to accept that it has to be this way long term, that there can be a rebalancing. This is not going to happen overnight, but without a good plan, without an investment strategy, we will not have a world-class transportation system that works for everybody, whether it be a handicapped of vision, physical, hearing, cognitive, whether it be that you've aged out of your ability to confidently operate a vehicle and drive on your own, or maybe you've never had that freedom, you're too still too young, or you don't have the means. Car ownership isn't a right in this country. It is something that some people have the privilege of working towards and not an option for others. So to claim that the car is king, I would slow that claim just a bit. This king is not as merciful as we would want to serve our communities equitably. So we can learn from the history, and we can learn from how these hostile, wide, seven-lane arterials and impassable highways divide our neighborhoods. My seven and eight year old children are divided from their neighboring communities for access to different parks and different friendships and different social networks. Not because they lack the desire or the physical ability to reach those, it's because our landscape has been divided by very unsafe, hostile, corridors of transportation and senate bill 1122 accepts that as the desired outcome so the committee chair farnsworth who is the prime sponsor of senate bill 1122 suggests that this committee review process is the way to improve the openness of this tax plan when compared, MAG held a very extensive, well-recorded process that was accessible to a diverse set of interests. 
And this seems much more inclusive and open, in my opinion. Farnsworth does not have an outreach plan. He's simply speaking from the his seat out into the void, asking, please, bring bring friends, bring tell others, spread the news. We want to hear from you. Without really having the time or capacity to replicate the depth and diversity of voices that Mac intentionally built an outreach plan for. So, if you're interested, more committee meetings are scheduled for the next couple of Mondays, February 6th and February 13th, are opportunities for you to voice your opinion on Senate Bill 1122. I don't know when they are scheduled to take an action on this. I just feel that this is an urgent message that needs to be shared. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.